The certification was an awful reach right away, and the challenge looked more doable. And the way I put it is, the Energy Star Challenge was like graduating from high school to prepare you for the certification. Welcome to Sense Slice Bread. I'm your host, Charlotte Ashley, editor of Baking and Snack. In season five, we're telling the stories of baking companies that have committed to sustainable production and business practices. Today, we bring you a conversation with Billy Delaney, Corporate Compliance Manager of New Horizons Baking Company. Billy joined New Horizons in 2017 and helped the company achieve the Energy Star Challenge. He shares what that process was like and the lessons he learned. Welcome to Sense Slice Bread, Billy. Thank you. Good to be in, on board. So just to get us started, can you tell me how sustainability initiatives have evolved at New Horizons? I sure can. Uh, when I came to the company at the uh, end of uh, 216 to go into 217 as my first year, the initiatives that were driving it were McDonald's and uh, New Horizons as a major supplier for muffins and rolls for New Horizons out of two bakeries one in Fremont, Indiana, and one in uh, Norwalk, Ohio. And the first major initiative that they were in pursuit of was zero waste to landfill, which they had accomplished by the time I got there. So in 2017, that was functioning. Uh, McDonald's had uh, initiatives for reducing energy by 20%, water by 20%, and uh, and then in uh, Tier 2, Tier 3, Uh, looking at uh, greenhouse gases and things like that. There was a few people handling it, and each were doing different parts. And I was brought in as the environmental health safety and compliance. And so it was my job to go and gather them. So I I was in at the first main stage of growing it. Their first initiative then being the, uh, the uh, zero, zero waste landfill, which they have accomplished. And then they had designed to make it bigger and, and reach the other things with McDonald's and for themselves. How did you get from the zero waste to landfill to pursuing the Energy Star Challenge? The president of New Horizons, Trina Bediaco, is very sustainability driven, has a big vision for our company being very compliant and being a trendsetter, a leader in these kinds of things. And uh, she uh, asked me to to work with this. And we have another lady called Nora Bricker, who is the director of quality and assurance and uh, food safety and uh, things like that. And had been starting that about a year before me. And the priority from Trina Bediaco was to meet these obligations and exceed them if we could. And so she was one of the driving influences on sustainability as a focus in the company. I know that with the Energy Star program, there's the challenge for industry and there's the certification. Why did the company decide to go for the challenge rather than the certification? Well, I would say that the short-term answer was that the certification was an awful reach right away and the challenge looked more doable. And the way I put it is the Energy Star challenge was like graduating from high school to prepare you for the certification. So you had a, whenever we went in and started looking at all the documentation at the Energy Star website and 
the tracking tool and going online to their meetings and listening in on. Uh, I was, I, we were the mouse amongst all the Goliath companies that this was, you know, part of their thing. Bimbo had been certified. I think there was like only so many baking companies in the world or in North America for sure that had achieved it. And the standard was exceptional. So the Energy Star Challenge was reduce your energy by 20%. And here's how you can do that. So that was a place to get into the game. Billy's description of the Energy Star Challenge is spot on. To achieve Energy Star certification, baking facilities must show that they are in the top 25% of companies in their industry for energy efficiency. That's a high bar to clear. In contrast, to complete the Energy Star Challenge, a bakery needs to show that it has reduced its energy use by 10% within five years. That's a much more achievable goal and one that can be a good starting point for companies wanting to pursue energy efficiency. So are there plans for New Horizons to eventually maybe qualify for certification, just continuing to do challenges? Well, we have we have three bakeries. We have this New Horizons in Norwalk, Ohio, which more than met the challenge, which was encouraging. We have Fremont, Indiana, which uh, is is going to be folded into this next as its own Energy Star Challenge. And then we have Toledo in Ohio, where we're beginning a, a new muffin line with potential for more than one line in the plant with multiple shifts. So... From what we learned, yes, we're going to turn around and say uh, we're going to sustain what we've achieved in our energy reduction, which we did. This year, we did sustain the, the reduction. And now what we learned there, we can turn around and look at how, to, how do you roll this out to bring people into it in Fremont? How do we uh, start talking about how much it's opportunities there are for improvement? what that looks like in capital expenses or in uh, design or in production uh, scheduling and hours and uh, all of that. And there's a whole lot of things learned. For example, if you have multiple varieties, you have multiple changeovers. Multiple changeovers means multiple uh, accumulated minutes over a period of, uh, of time that you're baking air and you're running lines with nothing going through them. And so whenever you divide your output by your total inputs, you don't reduce a lot. So that, that's, that's a factor that became very clear to me that we would have to have a real look at how we ran to be able to reduce the use of energy. And, but that's up next in Fremont, Indiana. And we'll start out with Toledo gathering the energy data for the first year and then look and see where we're sitting. Gotcha. So how long did it take to complete the challenge initially? And what did you find was critical to completing it? So to answer that is a couple of things that are important. The first one was, we're talking about the end before the beginning. So at the end, it took three years. We started in 2017 and we qualified in uh, the end of 19. So 2020, we had our documentation sorted sent in to Walt Tonneson at EPA. We had our uh, engineer certifying the documentation, all of that good stuff. So three full years. And uh, what was critical <laughs> to completing it, we're a smaller bakery, so one person was really the data source of collecting all of that. But there were other people that were important. 
we had uh, people in the the whole uh, corporate data world that they collected all the information numbers. One of them was Amanda Altimore, which gave me the bake totals, uh, what we made in dozens. Another one was Alicia Rosemary Nowich and uh, Samantha Porence. They gave me uh, people, uh, how many how many hours we worked, and uh, so on, things like that. And then April Thomas was the utilities. And they had no idea what these things were. And so it was educating them what I'm gathering, what this information is for. And previously, there would be another people for the uh, gathering of our waste, zero waste to landfill. There'd be other people doing parts of that. And then it had to be consolidated in one person. So I had to go turn around and find out what those parts were. Then somebody was teaching me before they retired what they were actually doing. And so then I would go into the Energy Star and I'm finding out, well, this this is broader and deeper and this information, I, I need to work with these guys. So the challenge was laying down a foundation that would allow the gathering of the data, the interpreting of it, and the understanding of it uh, to be able to do that. And I'd say that in in critical to having that was me understanding what I was doing with this information. And that took a little bit of time. So we started with a different base year than the third year. And talking to Walt, he was saying, yes, you can always move your base year forward, but you can't move it back from your starting year. And uh, there was a lot of things that went into the, the three years window. I am curious, as you were kind of figuring out what to do with all this data, what resources did you find to be uh, helpful? So the resources that were most helpful were people. And one of the critical things in all of this process was we brought Rob Harrison in as our director of operations. And Rob Harrison's over 30 years experience in manufacturing in another food manufacturing company and his experience in lean and management and processes and all of that kind of stuff was exceptionally timely for him to be able to start laying down guidelines, information, things that would matter. And time spent with him and he and I together, along with other people, we brought in a new engineer who had come from uh, Cedar Point and exceptional young man, Ben Buchanan. And so he started recruiting other people, uh, Nathan David, and then we had senior people there, Ken Gorby and people like that, that were part of a, a corporate uh, team. And so it started to become a broad-based experience that was able to be pulled together to help in uh, resources because they now were layered and wide and the direction and the management was focused and driven. So you had a team, New Horizons assembled a team of management, of production expertise that knew how to find operational and energy efficiencies and also was committed to the sustainability vision. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I am. I'm saying that. And I'm saying that it was something that we all grew in together because uh, the world has definitely changed in that bakers made product and they made it safe and they put it in bags and their sales team delivered it and people bought it and they came back and we made more the next day. But then the bigger picture in the world was 
yes, the, the owners want to know how much we're using, but then how much gas and oil and water and ingredients and all of these things. But when it came to meeting the challenge, the team was, I hate the word siloed, but they were a little siloed. And then uh, me running in between it with Rob and other uh, level of meetings and bringing people on board and the physical procedure of going through the lines in Norwalk and bringing uh, the pinch points, the choke points in the process, where was energy being used that didn't need to be used, our water use, our energy use, our gas use, our people use, everything the material, the equipment, the upgrading. There was a lot of things that took place. And so the team was was a, a multifaceted thing running its own enterprise with a few people like myself going after and encouraging the direction. Thanks for listening to Since Slice Bread. I am loving these conversations about sustainability but I'd also like to tell you about our March issue, which you can read online. In it, you will find our special feature on how diversity and inclusion can help alleviate the workforce issue facing the baking industry. You'll also want to check out our report on how the pandemic impacted the bar category. You'll find all of this and more at bakingbusiness.com. But before you head over there, let's finish this conversation. So what benefits has New Horizons seen since completing the Energy Star Challenge? So I have a slide deck that I used for the EPA's uh, convention uh, last summer, which was online, where I made a a presentation of how we received and reduced our energy by (laughs) 31.4%, which was excessive. It, it, It exceeded the Energy Star. So what happened was, we optimized our sponge dough process. And uh, in optimizing that, we took out a lot of liability, downtime. We took out a lot of uh, off time. We had breakdowns. And so in improving that, we reduced in the need for a lot of energy for certain parts of our process. We reconfigured our bulk muffin packaging and we drove that through a process that became, it flew or f- it had a better flow and there was less choke points in it to cause us loss of product, downtime or, or the like. We upgraded 1,500 linear feet of product conveyor, which meant that we weren't having so much drag on the energy of getting the product around there because that's a lot of weight <laughs> that has to drive it. So in, in changing in changing the weight uh, and the movement and the, the, the energy that was needed and the friction and of all of those things helped. We improved the product orientation to uh, our forkers in muffins. That's one of the key things that happens. And uh, we, we moved our product to go through the forker better, fundamentally what I'm saying. And the flow before and after it was made better. So we had less resistance in the system. We installed LED lighting plant-wide, which created a better light uh, environment for the employees. We enhanced operator training and qualification in our programs. We actually improved our product mix and our maintenance and production team leadership had a daily direction reset. What happened yesterday? What was our uh, reject? What was our downtime? What caused these things? What was our staffing? How many call-offs? Every single thing that you could look at 
that practically pro- produced the product and anything related to it, we had a quick look at. We 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 uh, went okay. These are these are choke points where we're we're losing time and money because whenever we had bad doughs, we had to remake them, which meant uh, you did it twice and it cost twice as much or more because everything got used again. So by by making it right the first time and only having to make it once with lines that flowed cleaner and had less uh, problems with them, uh, the energy reduction started to show itself. Right, because that operational efficiency is so tied up in the energy efficiency. Yes, absolutely. When you turn the, the griddles on and gas is cooking uh, air, you're not making money. Whenever it's producing and you're putting good product through and you only have to put it through once and it goes through and it's well-made and it gets through the line and it goes in a package and it's put in our freezer and then it's delivered to our to our customers and that all flows that improvement alone everybody was starting to become very aware that hey this is starting to get a lot better and then when the energy numbers came along everybody was going how did we do that and then i started telling them what they were doing and they were laughing because it was it was quite a thing so what does new horizon sustainability program look like today that is a that is a very interesting question because four years ago it was uh, it was nascent it was trying to really become a program, and we had a lot of parts and pieces of it, with very competent people doing exceptional jobs. One of the standouts is uh, a director of uh, quality and assurance, Nora Bricker, who really helped and worked at, very hard at things. And another one is Ben Buchanan, our engineer, who has brought on board people with a lot of various expertise. And we have Matt McGahee and Jonathan Myers in our general maintenance and the control of producing a better shop for less parts, more lean in part ordering, uh, more training for the people on the floor. Production, we had Lori Graham, our, our recent plant manager really uh, versed in these kinds of techniques. Ahab, uh, Mohammed, Barb Sickinger. Uh, I could list an awful lot more names, but a lot of people that really took to the system. And so where we're at today is we've got an environmental management system program that is loosely based on uh, ISO 9001 to where we understand what the directives are, and it, it's in two parts. Uh, Nora Bricker manages environmental, uh, I manage environmental health and safety, which deals with EPA, OSHA, Department of Homeland Security through things like uh, chemicals, ammonia, and things like that. Safety, sustainability, our reporting to McDonald's, and uh, data collecting and things like that, and the training. And on the quality side, for our sustainability, Nora Bricker deals with the quality of product, Food Safety Modernization Act, uh, food defense, all of those features. And so under our environmental management system, our sustainability has two wings. And now in this coming year, we're driving the uh, meeting for auditing and continuous improvement of our processes. What took place? What could we improve? Where is our single best next reach of, of increase? What are we doing badly? If we are doing something badly, is it our perception or is there a reality that we need to go in and, and, and bring things on board? And another part of that is we have Trina Bediaka, very sustainable-minded. We have, uh, as our president, who, who oversees, investigates, asks questions. We also brought in uh, Mike Porter as our uh, 
chief operations officer president, and he's handling these kinds of uh, things by bringing that on board. So the team has now moved away from aiming for something to now building the sustainable model of an environmental management system. And that is now reaching uh, quite a way and uh, quite a wide way through the company. And so all of these things point towards whenever we reach out to Fremont, Indiana to incorporate our sustainability. We also have uh, a waste management company, Revelation Waste, and the person I work with there is Kevin Phillips. They supply a lot of raw data for us. They provide a lot of information for us. They tell us a story about our sustainability when it comes to recycling, when it comes to waste management, when it comes to saving money on trucking across freeways, when it comes to recycling. And they're a part of our team as well, and I, I would be remiss not to give them a shout out. So, yep, that's that's how we manage it. It's it's become something that was a bit of everything. Now it's folded underneath a major program, and it has two departments, two wings that work as one, and we report and quarterly meet to assess what we're doing. You've touched on it a little bit so far, but what are kind of the next opportunities and priorities for the sustainability program? The next, the next thing that we're looking at is, of course, some of it is driven by our customers and where where they're downstream and they want us to be sustainable because they're aiming for sustainability. We have several different companies. I'm not going to start naming them because I may miss some or may may not be meeting the right criteria of mentioning them. But we have major players that like McDonald's and Starbucks and Tyson Foods and people like that that we provide for. And so their their requirements and sustainability are, are made known to us. So we have a guideline of, of what we're doing. And the, the, the overall goal would be to have all of our plants sustainable by meeting all of these metrics for zero waste to landfill, reduction of greenhouse gases, energy reduction, uh, water reduction, superior employee retention, and all of those things that go to make a sustainability program what it is and satisfy our uh, inside uh, parties and our outside parties of the program, the community we live in, the employment, the opportunity it is, the good neighbor to the the, the people that uh, we're in the community and, and broader community for, and all of what's involved with that, that they see as a sustainable business that is here long term. Do you have any advice or um, lessons you've learned that you could share with other bakeries, especially bakeries <laughs> of comparable size? So going forward and uh, telling somebody else what this should look like for them is like, uh, it's, it's, it's a little difficult, but there's some simple things that you can do. The, some of the simple things that looking back on what I did was, was finding out how you get started is you get just start. And I think one of the key things is someone who's interested in actually doing the work, someone that knows that there are a broader, there is a broader industry that you can reach across to and ask for help. At the very start, I used uh, Toronto Baking. What we did was I, I would I would call there and ask questions. I would call and tell them what our struggles were. How did you go about energy hunt? I would uh, call and, and set things up like that. And, and from that, I started to get a support team that I was able to reach to. So if a company was starting out this thing from scratch, I would say Optimum is the person that's going to be chasing the, the success. 
And then inside the company, the people at the different departments that lead it being informed as to what the goals are and what the objectives are and getting them to understand it by training them and showing them what you're doing and then good reporting to the people uh, good reporting to the people that are paying to get it done and what that looks like one of the essential things that i would say that helped new horizons was whenever i would talk to rob harrison our director of operations he would tell me show me how we benefit from spending that kind of money on something like that what does that do for us and so once once the change was justified then the result and its justification help so setting up your uh, programs is essential so somebody that can manage that and then once you set them up all of the documentation and the filing and the information and a lot of times one of the things that we tried to do was tell everybody in the company we were going for Energy Star and this is what we were doing and we wanted you to be involved. But we were we were challenged in that we were growing so fast and people were working a lot of hours to meet that fast. And so therefore, it was more incumbent upon me getting a foundation and a structure in place and start gathering numbers and then start reporting. This is how this is going. This is what we're doing. You're doing this. You're doing great. We're going here. We're going there. And then uh, bringing in those people. And so I think the the first people are that and, and getting senior management to understand what sustainability is. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot in that. And uh, one of the things that I did was some of the outside things that you could get. There's the Society for Sustainability Professionals. And I would get their emails and I would listen to some of the stuff and I would get some of the books. So that's why it's important. The person that you get has to be willing to start sponging in a lot of material about what sustainability actually is and being able to communicate that to other people and tell them, this is what this really is. And this is where we're really hurting. And this is what the benefits are if we do that. And there was a lot of benefits for us for that when, whenever that started to come out. Thank you so much, Billy, for um, being on Since Sliced Bread and sharing your insights with us. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Since Sliced Bread. If you'd like to join the conversation, leave us a voicemail at 816-968-7772. Or you can record a message using the Voice Memo app on your smartphone and email it to podcast at sosland.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Scent Slice Bread on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and drop us a review. Since Sliced Bread is a baking and snack podcast produced by Anna Weiber and Taryn Parker and hosted by Charlotte Atchley.